This is Purple Radio On Demand. Okay, good afternoon. Uh, it is Wednesday, it is three o'clock. Uh, I can only mean one thing. Uh, the brew is back. We are not live today, of course, because you'll be listening to this as a podcast. You will have also just listened to our new introduction, uh, a new jingle, uh, courtesy of Bastard the Bastard. Yeah. Uh, thank you very much uh, to him. Uh, we obviously haven't just played it, but um, we've been it's a pretty good it track. To the uh, end of the reels. End of the reels. End of the reels. Um, check out his music if you haven't already. Uh, yeah. Zach, how you doing? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. You good? And today we have a very special guest. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hello, everyone. Henry, good all here. Happy to be on the brew. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. Thank you very much for uh, coming down. Coming we've, down. we've been wanting to have Gooders on for a while. Um, yeah, it's been some, it's been brewing. You could got say. some interesting stories. Yeah, um, that I do. Do you want to give us a bit of a bit of a background? You're at Durham. Yeah. So Durham, second year, <laughs> third year law student. Third year law. Um, <laughs> so last summer, the summer just gone. I um, spent a month in Vietnam motorbiking across with my best friend uh, down from Bristol. And to be honest with you, it was a complete mission just to recreate the Top Gear special. Have you have you guys seen the Vietnam Top Gear special? I have, I have. I yeah. haven't seen the, the Vietnam Top Gear special. I saw it a while ago, to be fair. I'm talking about like a like a DVD double pack I had yeah, with the Bolivia special. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that was... That well, was and you watched that, you and Ferg were just sort of there like, well, I've watched it many we got, times. we got to do this shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've, I've watched it a handful of times, and it was always the dream to, to recreate it. So basically, in that special, they rock up in Vietnam expecting um, expecting to buy a car yeah. um, and travel across the country. But as it turned out, they'd only be given a certain amount of money, which was probably, due to the currency, about 10 million dong. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Because yeah. it's about... The exchange rate is ridiculous. It's like a pound to literally 100k. Wait, uh, what? Are they like hyperinflated type thing? Not uh, hyper, but yeah, yeah, just stupid inflation. Yeah, the, yeah, exactly. The exchange rate's mental. And then they ended up having to buy motorbikes because that's all they could afford. Yeah. Mm. Um, and basically, they had this epic journey across Vietnam, um, traveling from the south to the north, sort of um, going through the history and. Um, and sort of with an emphasis of what's happened uh, in the Vietnam War, and we thought that would basically be an epic thing to do. Yeah. So we, whilst we didn't sort of copy it exactly, that was very much the inspiration for the trip. Okay. Okay. So where where did you where do you um how much you know planning has gone into this? Do you know where you're going to get the motorbikes once you arrive in Vietnam? Are you kind of just thinking we'll go there and we'll get some? Uh, yeah. So it was pretty much no planning. Yeah. Um, about three months prior, we booked flights to Bangkok nice. just because it was cheaper, and then uh, made our way to Hanoi, which is the city in the north of Vietnam. Yeah. At that point, nothing else is planned. Right. Um, so we rock up in Hanoi, um, and the first thing I realise is the traffic is absolutely mental, and I'm talking about like millions of motorbikes all overtake each other. All just like narrowly missing each other. Yeah, exactly. So. I yeah, I've seen videos like that on, on YouTube. It's I remember being in the taxi, like into the into the city, and I looked at Ferg and I was like, 
oh my gosh, <laughs> where should I do this? I was like, I've never been on a motorbike before. Like, how? You've never been on a motorbike? I've never been on a motorbike before. Did you, did you not have to sort of have like, yeah, do you have a test, a license? You, uh, are you going to kind of the, the indict yourself here? The bureaucracy out there is uh, quite limited. Really? Relaxed. Really? Good guy, Lord. Good guy, Lord. Guy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I might just throw myself Wait, because I, I remember my first time using <laughs> used a moped. And obviously, it's an, I know it's not the same as a motorbike, but I remember kind of thinking, how like, I can ride a bike. How hard can it be? Yeah. And yeah. sort of getting on it and... I think I used like the wrong brake or something. Mm -hmm. Flying like over the top, sort of thing. landed on top of me. It wasn't a Vespa, but it was like a moped. Scooter sort of And I remember yeah. thinking, oh, this is going to be easy. It's just a bike. It's probably easier than a bike. And I remember, it's, you forget, it's just such a heavy piece of like kit that you have yeah. to be going pretty fast in order to balance it out. Yeah, and stuff yeah, like. 100%. Well, so you literally just bought a motorbike and just went, fuck it. No, 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 no. So, so we arrived in Hanoi, explored the city for a few days. And then we've been told by people we met that you have to do the Hajang Loop, which is this four-day motorbike sort of uh, tour in the north of Vietnam, like through the mountains in Vietnam, right up towards the Chinese border. Okay. And that's quite dangerous. What's, what mountain range is that? It's not, is it just a, some Vietnamese mountain range? We're yeah, not I, I'm not sure. Then It's not okay. like full-on mountains, no, okay. but like, you know, steep hills, windy uh, switchbacks. And... Everyone was like, you've got to do that with a guide because it's out in the middle of nowhere. Like, the roads are pretty dangerous. Like, a few people die doing it every year. So he was just like... Presumably people who actually know how to ride a motorbike as well. Uh, you'd hope so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so we signed ourselves up on this tour, um, got an overnight bus to the starting point, and then woke up in the morning, and um, they did a sort of five minute taster course just to sort of make sure that everyone knew how to use the gears because mm -hmm. they because these were semi-automatic bikes so no clutch okay but four gears changing with your foot now to the to the to the layman does that make it harder or i mean uh, easier to as to approach as well the first time uh definitely rider. easier than a full manual bike yeah. with a clutch yeah. but harder than just a moped okay and they yeah, had yeah. to have gears because of the inclines we were going up yeah you had to be able to um drop down and then increase the revs and what, what are these bikes looking like are they are they i mean are uh, they good enough to just kind of get by or they're in like they're in decent nick but these are like sort of classic honda bikes that you see going through Lots of the big those are quite nice Asia. bikes, aren't they? Those like what those kind of old school Hondas. That yeah, that's pretty much what they're, they are, they're quite yeah. collectible, aren't they? In the um, UK and well, stuff, some of those Hondas. There's the the Honda Cub is the collectible version okay. that is now was made in like the '60s, and that's become like really cool. So did you come back from like Viet? Did you come back from Vietnam and go like a bit motorbike guy? Look uh, there was a phase where I was like, oh, I'm gonna get my license, uh, yeah, and yeah. Stuff, but then just realized get your license. <laughs> you don't even have your license. It's just like it's not the same. Actually. Yeah, yeah, I bet. Um, yeah. They are just ridiculously dangerous motorbikes, aren't they? Like you can't yeah, forget. Yeah, but these ones, to be fair, that we were on, they're sort of uh, you're going on average. Uh, anywhere from 40 to 60 kilometers per hour. Okay, um, okay. Just because the roads aren't great, there's so much traffic that quite a lot of the time in the cities you're literally just crawling along. Yeah. Um, so it didn't feel as dangerous as it would have done if I was like, on, going on the on, M1 or something. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. On a rainy exactly. day or something. Yeah. So when they're when they're putting you through this kind of like practice course, uh, yeah. you've kind of just kind of you know 
got away with it as it were um yeah so my friend that i was with ferg had has been on bikes before yeah and his brother has like a proper motorbike so he knew about them um and i sort of let him go first basically follow his lead yeah yeah, yeah. um and luckily enough i was sort of inconspicuous enough that i just went round the circuit and didn't look ridiculous <laughs> they were just like yeah fair play. yeah he's good to go yeah um, so then embarked upon that four-day road trip as i said like that was after that we just set off for the four days and did you have any fools or anything you were just no during that th- that four days um i to felt i was relatively cautious obviously just sort of getting into it but um I'd say by the end of that four days, I was like, "Wow, this." And you had a helmet on and all that. Yeah, 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 exactly. And there's no, there's no like specific destination. You just want to do this specific route. Uh, it's like a very well-known loop yeah, that yeah. Um, just goes through like the most amazing scenery and mountains. Um, and you stop off in these homestays each night, and like. What's a homestay? A bit of a hostel. Type uh, it's thing. basically like someone's house, but then they have. Um, like upstairs that have like loads of bunk beds why do they what do you pay for it yeah yeah you pay for okay. it and it's just like bit of an airbnb sort of situation yeah, yeah really. it's like tiny villages and they, it's like a good form of income for them if they're like a farmer yeah. and do and they put some beds upstairs do you have other people doing the exact same thing as you so sort we, of doing this yeah, along yeah. the route we were on we were in a group of about um oh about 15 to 20 of us in the same group yeah yeah what and what how would you guys how did you know the guys how would you like organize uh no we bu- booked it through the hostel and oh, then just went like met some random people okay nice nice but it was really good fun like um in the evenings you know like karaoke and have some beers and stuff um, yeah so yeah. it's a good way to meet people oh that's crazy um what was the food like in these hostels you what was it far or for something fur 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 pretty nice it's like yeah. a bit like ramen but a bit tasty i don't really know yeah it's like. pretty much a like a, a, a beef ramen made from like a beef stock um mm. sort of sauce um yeah and it's amazing like really popular in the north but that was more when we were in like hanoi and buying meals for ourselves when we were at these homestays um it was a lot of just like noodles rice and stuff do they, they cook were, for you yeah they provide all the food but probably they're not like going all out on the yeah exactly the they're just getting some quantity yeah just um, getting fed exactly yeah um and a lot of actually weirdly on that tour they were obsessed with this um corn rice so you know like rice wine yeah yeah um, sake yeah exactly yeah. so they have in the north of vietnam they have uh, a corn version that is r- about 30% alcohol and Jesus. it was one of those things corn that doesn't sound particularly appealing corn no, wine it I can't like it, but it's one of those things where if like you didn't drink it then it was like offensive a disrespect yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, the diddy with the uh, the plot <laughs> so, you would drink the corn wine yeah so on day three unfortunately I got food poisoning on this tour from the corn wine no just from from uh, something from dodgy something. rice probably we actually something. we thought it was mushrooms it was was the conclusion we came to in the end because mushies they um apparently it's easier to get food poisoning from vegetables there because they they're like washing wash it in water in and the dirty water and then sort of yeah. let them sit in the sun and like kind of fermenting Jesus. um so i had like the worst food poisoning right. ever yeah. yeah um proper bed bound can't see that happening to clarkson i have to say right? <laughs> yeah. yeah plush bbc service exactly yeah. yeah well and you've got this 
couple days into the trip, food yeah, poisoning. Exactly, two days into the trip. So what did you do? Did you have to stop cycling? Or so uh, stop uh, one, I had to take one day off, um, and then I like caught up with another group who came through the same. Did Ferg time. stay with you? Obviously, no. Yeah. Ferg went. I oh, Ferg left you. Yeah, but I, t- I told him. Told him. <laughs> See you in Bangkok. Yeah, like, yeah. To be fair, I was just in no position to do. To be anything. fair, Ferg probably was thinking, you know, there's not really any guarantee you'd be better the next day or the day after that or whatever yeah, so, yeah. wait so what you just you were just gunning it down trying to catch up with these guys no so, so, like so another, gr- another group came through that evening uh, okay. stayed the night at the place i was staying at yeah and set off on the same route the day after yeah oh, um, so you went with them so i went with them and then how long did it take you to catch back up with well so we did a longer day so we did like a, so we met at the same place we did like a uh, double day nice. so it worked perfectly Anyway, when I first got food poisoning, I um, that evening we were all having dinner and I was sort of picking at some dry <laughs> rice, thinking like picking at scraps. This is if I get this down, then it's a win. Yeah. Um, really, sort of sat at the table just like shaking, yeah. and then um, these guys come over, the tall guys with the um, with the corn wine, and they were like, "Oh, everyone, everyone, have a shot!" You know, like barely speaking English, just like pouring you one and putting your face, and I was like. No, 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 I'm ill, I'm ill, like, I feel sick. They just didn't understand <laughs> at all. Like, to be fair, that's like old drink. nourishment. I was watching a BBC archive and it's like old people and they're, and they're like, you know, what's your cure for the flu? It's like every lad would just go, two drops of whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. That sounds like a Scottish thing. Yeah, too. well, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, when you're beat on like the Vietnamese food poisoning and someone's yeah. coming around with buki corn wine, yeah, I yeah. don't think you really want to be necking but that, do you? Ev- eventually, I just, there was too much social pressure just to take it from there. There was at one point there were about six surrounding me. (laughs) (laughs) Drink wine, bitch. (laughs) So I literally had one shot and I was like, oh my gosh, no. Like to sprint out the restaurant, just like sick all over the floor, <laughs> and then they were just like all laughing at me because they probably thought like you were just oh, beat guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, just had his first shot. Yeah, exactly. I like how that's more customary acceptable than to turn it down to actually consume it and then throw it back up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. good point. I didn't seem to have a problem with that. Oh, um, nice. Okay, first. So when do you get back on the road? So I took. Were you still th- feeling a bit sort of? Worse for wear when you got on the road? Um, yeah, but enough that I was able to carry yeah. on. Um, so then I had one day off back on the road, um, and then that was the end of the trip. We met back up. In um, Hanoi? In Hanoi. Yeah, okay. okay. Um, Wait, so how long did this take you all in all? The most, the site? Uh, that was a four day. Four That's probably day. quite good for you as it's well. Quite a small country, is it? Vietnam? Vietnam? Yeah. No, 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 no. Oh, really? The, the full length of Vietnam's about. 2,000 miles. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, what, so you guys were just doing this loop, this sort of this, well-known yeah, mountainous it, loop? Exactly. And it, the way we saw it was, it was a bit of a crash course for us on the bikes. Do you think you'd want to go back and do it again? Do the loop again. Or maybe not the loop, but do motorcycling, maybe not even in Vietnam, but in some other sort of country? Or Yeah, well... See yourself getting I, back on the bike? So I did... The, uh, the, end, the final journey that we ended up doing on the bikes ourselves was about half the country, a thousand kilometers. But I would one day love to go on like a full manual bike, like proper big one. Yeah, and yeah. do the full thing. With Wait, what Hondas. CC were we talking on these Hondas? Uh, so these were uh, 130s. 130s, okay. Yeah. That's quite low, isn't it? That's yeah, really that's low, yeah. yeah. yeah it is low. That's, like, that's like close to a scooter, isn't it? Now, scooter's like 50, like scooter's 50 oh, cc. Okay. But they can get up to 130 is pretty good, but I think there are different levels of lives. Like, to be fair, it would be a bit sus if they were just giving 
good as you've never even been on a bike like a thousand cc bmw to be like rising through them but they don't have those really out there Uh, everyone's on these small like hondas going through like the cities where very maneuverable you probably don't want to be logging around like you know no it's true you know it's true like a racing bike yeah no no no. so where are you going once you're back in hanoi what's the plan now yeah what's hanoi even saying i've what sort of a city is it like? Is it quite cosmopolitan? Is Mate, it it's unreal. industrialized? Like, just, um, it's just What's like, the vibe of the it's city? It's like just a complete melting pot of just chaos. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's there's a street called Beer Street, which is probably the best street I've ever been to in my life. Really? And the best way I can describe it is if you imagine North Road and you took every, on a Wednesday night and you took every single person out of Babylon and out of Loft yeah. and you gave them a tiny plastic chair about 30 centimetres <laughs> and lined the streets with these chairs and filled the road with them yeah, yeah, yeah. All down there and gave everyone a beer yeah, that's yeah. pretty much Beer Street well, and it's literally called Beer Street as in yeah. the English word beer yeah yeah, because really? it's, it's like it's quite catered to tourists as well okay, um, yeah. but the funny thing is, because all these chairs are literally in the middle of the road, yeah. and bikes and lorries are coming past. It's the best <laughs> people watching spot. Of all yeah, time. yeah, really. So you're, we're sat there and we're literally seeing so let's people. Let's see Beer Street. Joe Rogan, pull it up. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Jamie, get up Beer Street. <laughs> I ain't no Jamie. <laughs> um, wait, yeah, yeah. What? Well, sorry. Um, yeah, no, nice. Wait, so that looks mad. Yeah. You literally have people. The North Road of Hanoi. <laughs> yeah, the North Road of Hanoi. <laughs> You literally have people on bikes coming past with like a family of five on the back or like Wait, mate and then like a plasma tv or like <laughs> you saw someone with a fridge freezer um what on a bike yeah because like everyone no one has cars there cars yeah, are yeah. so expensive and they're so heavily taxed so their way of moving around with themselves and whatever they need to get from a to b it's on, yeah, it's it's on, on these bikes. Bike. yeah 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 just strap um, it on oh nice so yeah, Hanoi, unreal, really good food, like lots of. Is fur. this where you're having the fur? Yeah, lots of food. fur, and they have banh mi's as well, which is like banh mi. That's from the French, isn't exactly, it? Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. When they used What's to be a banh mi? Colonized by the French, so it's basically like a baguette, but with um, like uh, sort of Asian pork and like fried vegetable, uh, yeah, like yeah. Um, with like a spicy sauce. Wait, um, what's the French colonization? Well, Vietnam used to be a colony of France. How? When was that sort of? Very uh, recently. Mm, we're testing our history now, but I, like I, I feel like in like the 18th century or something like really? that. Really, Jamie, pull that up. <laughs> <laughs> now, have you seen in the in the director's cut of Apocalypse Now? It's a bit of a. It seems like a weird scene if you don't. I just looked up French occupation of France. I've not had enough coffee. The um <laughs> looks like a bit of a weird scene if you've not really been in the loop. 1884 to 85, okay. Northern Vietnam specifically, but there's like. There's a French family which is still living out in Vietnam. The uh, Michael Douglas's character meet or whatever. Okay. I was thinking just there is there. A, so there we get so French, uh, um, whatever control of North Vietnam. Obviously, you know the Yanks had a try, um, mm-hmm. and everyone kind of knows about that. But I mean, did you feel a palpable sense of there being a difference between the North and the South with any relation to like more of a Western influence being in the North based on? They're kind of um, um, well. There were definitely there were food differences. The yeah, yeah, yeah. Food differences, as in the north was very much more spicy, and the south was very much more sweet um, okay. flavors. And there was a clear difference in pretty much every dish. But um, culturally speaking, in the north there were still like quite a few remnants of colonial days 
like we went to a prison in um, in Hanoi, which was like an old um, French colonial prison where they kept uh, like Vietnamese um, basically uprises against the yep. colonial system. Um, and then also there was this place we went to called the Laps, sort of relatively central in the country. And the whole reason that it exists is because it was like the French playground in Vietnam. It's sort of this um, place with like amazing waterfalls, lots of outdoorsy stuff. And like the French colonial leaders would go there, like it's up in the mountains and it would be like- Like a resort type. A, yeah, kind of like, it was like there, it's like safe havens. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, And then that's now like a really t- uh, popular touristy spot because it's like lots of Was it like a national park type thing? Um, that sort of thing, yeah. Well, and the, like the, the kind of buildings that used to house these French officials, they're kind of like crumbling, is it? Um, yeah, was to it maintained? Yeah, yeah, no, no, to more, more on the crumbling yeah, side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's quite cool. um, Where were you staying when you were there in the hostels or? Uh, so hostels everywhere, apart from so when we did the actual so we did a thousand kilometers from Quay, which is sort of dead in the center of Vietnam to Ho Chi Minh. Oh, so this is this isn't the loop that you did. The loop is separate from this. The loop was the first four days. Yeah, oh, this, okay. This a thousand kilometers was. The loop's oh, like getting, that's just like making sure you can do this. The loop was, okay, I'm with you, I'm with you. The and loop then, was just like a te- couple days to make sure you were chilling, exactly. go through the mountains, exactly. get to Hanoi, and then you started so your then journey. So from Hanoi, we got ourselves to Hue, stopping off at a number of places, because Hanoi to Ho Chi Minh, like I said, is about 2,000 kilometers. Okay. Mm. And we, we only had a month's visa, and I was like, we're gonna have to be on a bike pretty much every single day. Yeah, just covering doing that. that distance. Yeah, not worth it. Um, so we stopped off a few. But places. what were the hostels like? Were they sort of pretty really, nice hostels? Really the ones good. in Han- Hanoi, I mean. Um, in Hanoi, was it? Yeah, nice. Pretty chill, central. Really cheap. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm talking like five pounds a night, and you get free breakfast and that. Um, yeah, yeah. Nice breakfast. Yeah, yeah. L- lots of eggs. Yeah, lots of eggs. Nice. Yeah, lots nice. of eggs. Um, okay. And yeah, the hostels throughout the whole of Vietnam were amazing and so cheap um so when you have to move from hanoi to um where's the place you start started the, the thousand the, the uh, Hue. Hue, okay yeah. do you are you i take it you're getting new bikes there uh, so we spoke to some people and there was uh, a rental company that had a an, an office in Hue and an office in ho chi minh nice so we we're able to pick them up in Hue, drive them to ho chi minh and give them back perfect um and it was pretty cheap. It was like $180 for two weeks or yeah. something. Um, or maybe even less. That's, that's Seems really like quite a lot of trust going on to this. Like, what's stopping really someone just from like driving it into the, you know, yeah, Vietnamese is, jungle and just upping sticks? I did have to get my passport oh, to okay. get that bike. Um, so that was kind of on, that's, if I lost the passport. Deposit yeah. as well? Would you put down the deposit? Uh, it was passport or like, 500 quid deposit so yeah. obviously went for the passport yeah 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 okay. um, and then they sent it down to Ho Chi Minh and what and what what bikes are these sent it see I don't know if I'd trust that just giving in my passport these Ho guys Chi. were reliable uh, reliable guys we, they, we came, they came on uh, good recommendation from someone that had done something similar okay um, and these bikes are the, are the exact same bikes as okay. the one that we've done on the loop so the semi-automatic so you know what you're handling I know what I'm handling yeah, yeah. yeah I've got four days under my belt feeling more confident Okay, but it's still a big task. Yeah. yeah so, I people would, would people underestimate the kind of 
uh, the exertion that's going to you're going to kind of had to endure during this. Is it like a tight? I mean, it must be an incredibly tiring thing to do. Yeah, first, what sort of stints were you doing on the well? bikes? So it was very varied uh, because so mm-hmm. from Huey we went to this place called Ho Chi, um, went to this place called Hoi An, okay. um, which is it was about a five hour ride on the bike, and Hoi An's like amazing. If you ever see any photos of Vietnam and it. You see the river and sort of lanterns floating down mm-hmm. the river. Yeah, yeah. That's Hoi An. Okay. Uh, if, if you remember from the Top Gear special when they got those suits tailored. Get that tailored. up. Get that up. <laughs> <laughs> when they've got. What? Yeah, remember when they got those the, the suits tailored. Um. I think maybe I re- not. even I think I recall that. I can't remember. Is that in Hoi An? Yeah, they got. Okay. Some, it Basically, there are tons of tailors there. Wait, how you spell it? Um, H O I N. Okay. So, yeah, tailors, you get the cheap suits and stuff. Exactly, yeah. yeah, yeah I've yeah. seen that before. Uh, yeah, that is nice. Oh, and there were so many beaches and stuff as well. So we actually stayed there for about eight days. Yeah. Because like, we met some uh, Were you just there? You That's the beauty of not have really having a plan. You could exactly. get somewhere and really like it and be yeah. like, do you, have a, do you have a return flight that you need to get to? You've got, um, so you got like a month. So my visa runs out. That's the yeah, main yeah, issue. Okay, yeah, okay. so I've got an end date. But, um, within, but within this, you have kind of catered for a time of. You know, yeah, you can yeah. take a day here, a day there. Well, uh, there's, there's more more flexibility than yeah, that. So yeah. Hoi An, we were planning on staying there initially for maybe three or four days. Okay. And it turned into a full week. Yeah. Just because we like the hostel was really nice. Uh, well, what nice what were you doing? Were you, were you going on benders? Was it sort of uh, there were a drinking of, culture there? There were a couple of any couple clubs or yeah, anything a couple like of that? clubs. Really? Um, what are the clubs say? Uh, Tiger Tiger, <laughs> particular favourite. Good tunes. Uh, just straight sort of Despacito yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, floor fillers and yeah. then there was an Irish bar uh, which they was everywhere has an Irish, Irish bar, bar yeah. I feel yeah. they love the Irish bars the only place in Vietnam where you can get draft Guinness Ooh. draft Guinness yeah nice. well, it was 10 quid so really <laughs> yeah. did you see they sold bit of a sign it they just sold the world's most expensive Guinness at Cheltenham last week 20 quid for a pint of Guinness 20 quid broke the record for the most expensive pint that of Guinness ever sold <laughs> yeah. that is a joke that um, person must have had a big day of winning. yeah exactly, exactly or an awful day yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry yeah what were you saying um, so yeah so there was a bit of going out in Hoi An yeah um, Bit of beach action, like chilling out in the hostel. What are the um, What are the ladies saying in uh, in Vietnam? As in, the as local in when ladies. you go clubbing, as was there like local <laughs> ladies there? I don't um, know. Well, I can tell the local ladies were obsessed with Ferg because <laughs> he's like six foot, yeah, uh, long blonde hair, long blonde hair, yeah, and yeah. an average Vietnamese person is pretty short, yeah. dark hair. So they honestly thought he was sort of Brad Pitt. <laughs> 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 I'm not even joking. It got to the point where it was like he was fighting them off with a shitty stick. No, people him. asking for photos with him like a few times a day. Really? Yeah. Fuck it out. Yeah, yeah. He like, probably didn't want to leave. He's from like I could get used to this. Yeah, he's probably take a photo, mate. Yeah, they yeah. Got to me being like, you, you take the camera. <laughs> Fair play. And how, how much uh, how much like exploring can you do within? This is this a town or a city? Uh, it's sort of a large town. A large town, yeah. In comparative to like a like a Durham sort of situation, or am I saying uh, like after a while, have you seen all of the? I'd say after the seven days, have you seen? Yeah, it, Durham sort of size, but because it was nice beaches, there was also some just yeah, relaxation. Yeah, yeah. We'd had a pretty full-on time before that, and we knew we were going to have a pretty full-on time following that. Yeah, yeah. So it was a bit of like a respite in the middle. So, so five five hours on the bike is that 
what's that saying? Is that are you get rubbing? Is it painful? Is it sort of um, comfortable? I think fine. Is it is it one is it one of these ones where you're hunched over like that, or one of these ones where you can sort of sit back and uh, chill? It was probably a bit bit more the former. So we had our bags strapped to the back of the bikes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so everything that we were taking was on the bike. Yeah, yeah. Um, you can see in that photo we put up, you've got like your North Face bag just exactly. strapped onto yeah, the back. Yeah, yeah. So it's bungees right around that. So that was that acted as a bit of a backrest um, yeah. to lean up against, but. You know, when we were doing the sort of the longest days we do were about eight hours, um, right. and that was the last two hours were a bit of a battle. And you wouldn't even you'd stop for shits and stuff or uh, for food. Ideally or? not, but yeah. we stop stop for a lunch. Yeah, um, yeah, and you know a quick coffee somewhere. Um, but like at some of the points in the journey, we'd be going from uh, a town through the middle of nowhere to another town so a lot of our route was along the Ho Chi Minh Trail which was a basically a massive uh, desert route that, well it was basically through the mountains the backbone of the country and it was sort of instrumental in the war oh um, really yeah so Ho Chi Minh was the sort of the main in the Vietnam War yeah yeah yeah. what it was like the connecting the two it was two. the big sort of connection between North Vietnam and South yeah Vietnam. what yeah I, I kind of completely forgotten about that was there was it quite evident like the remnants of the Vietnam War, were people, does people sort of talk about it? Was there? It's probably more when you get to the south, I'd imagine. Yeah, so more of the like actual destruction was in the south because they never really, obviously the Americans never reached the north. Probably. Yeah. But we went to an amazing museum in Ho Chi Minh um, that, that, that was basically all about the war. Mm-hmm. Um, and the most interesting stuff was actually like the long-term effects of like Agent Orange and napalm and stuff, and yep. how like Agent Orange is fucked, isn't it? Yeah, what, yeah. Agent Orange wasn't it initially to it clear clear shrubbery and yeah. stuff so that you could see. So in the jungle and like thick mm. um, cover, if you drop this like fucked. Yeah. What was it like a a it napalmy just a, it was type just a thing? Chemical that and just it would just kill all of the vegetation. Jesus Christ! But, uh, it ended up like seeping into the water. And stuff that people would drink and like still to this day so many vietnamese people have like long-term deformities yeah you know, really. well like birth defects and stuff from the yeah and like um, like growing issues and like sort of um facial defects um so that was like a really harrowing um, going through this museum and there was like there was a whole section where there was like a photographer who'd come out to vietnam and like taking photo photos of like all these people is that f- famous photo of napalm kim girl. kim fuck yeah the the girl the girl in the yeah, napalm. yeah she yeah. was yeah she yeah. was in that was he was well. he that guy yeah yeah, yeah exactly okay. um so there was that and then i also went to the um the chi chi tunnels which what is they? like you had a must see on me right the yeah, Viet Cong's tunnels exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so like in the south the vietnamese built these tunnels uh that was so small that Americans couldn't get in them and then they basically set loads of traps um, to try and catch the Americans out um, and they've now enlarged the tunnels uh, I think by about a third yeah. so you can get in them and I mean they're still I'm just sort of shoulder to shoulder each side yeah. my hands and knees crawling really? but, and yeah and they're like this amazing tunnel system filled with traps and like booby, booby traps, traps yeah yeah exactly like the guerrilla warfare type stuff they were like layered in a way as well I swear like people could sleep in them and like, yes. there was yeah, you know yeah. like um, cooking going so on so there were like well. three different depths of these tunnels um, <laughs> and 
yeah, so when I saw that, and that was amazing. But um, but the thing I found most baffling, like none of the Vietnamese people held a grudge at all against like any no. of the Americans. They were all pretty, the friendliest country yeah. I've ever been to. I mean, like every all Westerners were like so welcomed, and they were incredibly friendly. I mean, I I had a puncture on a tire uh, when I was driving at one point. It was just like stuck on the side of this road. This random guy saw that I was like stuck and that I probably didn't speak Vietnamese came and got me took me to the local garage really? um, this guy then fixed my tyre for 50p <laughs> really? um, yeah and then like that was and then I tried to like give him some money for thank you and he was yeah. like no no no, no, no. But and really? like it was just oh, that honestly so friendly oh, that's um, so nice fair play okay so um, from uh, Juan am I saying that right Hoi yeah, An Oh, Hoi Hoi An. Yeah. So we're now back on the Ho Chi Minh Trail. Yeah. We're descending down. At this stage, have you had any, um, you know, nearby misses? Anything like that? So yeah, have you come off the bike yet? Jeez. So there was one relatively comical incident, actually. Um, comical now, in hindsight? Or? No, even at the time. Oh, at the time. <laughs> um, so we'd, like, been riding really safely, no issues at all. And um, I think it was just after Hoi An. Um, we were about to go up into the mountains and I saw my bike I was quite low on petrol mm. so I said to Ferg who's in front of me if you see a petrol station at any point pull over because um, I need to fill up before we get up how are you speaking to him did you have like text a phone uh, no 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 we, well, we stopped like a okay. few miles back for like some water right, and okay. I just said in the next half an hour if you see anything uh, but also because at points we were going pretty slowly I could literally shout yeah, and be like stop 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 yeah, yeah. Um, but um, so we, we're going along and basically in Vietnam they sell loads of people on the side of roads just sell petrol out of their house they just have sort of two litre bottles filled with petrol and you just give them you know 50p and then they just pour the full really? thing into you really yeah um well, why is it so cheap out there as well, petrol? Is it yeah, I don't really understand that. Yeah. Petrol is still, like, a full tank was, like, four or five quid. Fuck, really? Um, but, um, so basically, Ferg was going along and saw what he thought was someone with petrol in the house. Yeah. And uh, was going, like, a bit too fast. He sort of slammed on the brakes to stop and get this petrol. And I was probably 20 metres back saw him quite late slammed on my brakes and i sort of about three miles an hour slowly like rolled into the back of it yeah just stop just hit it and then i was on the bike just fully fell on my side <laughs> <laughs> there were about 40 vietnamese kids just, just laughing at standing there, like on their way back from school just like burst out laughing and I was just probably thinking like who are these stupid white guys <laughs> never been on a bike before yeah, yeah what is um what are you what are you falling onto what is the like the main consistency of the of the trail uh underfoot the vast majority of it's tarmac yeah okay um and then decent well kept roads or sort of potholes and some of them unbelievable like amazing switchbacks through the mountains like perfect tarmac um but then equally occasionally it's like a bit quite rocky and stuff but the vast majority of the of the main roads are all like pretty well kept yeah yeah, yeah. no are there, as this is progressing are there days where you're just getting up and you go oh, i don't want to ride today so there were there was like a four day period where we did eight hours every single day right um 
and as I said, it was because we were going from one town to the other, and there's basically nothing in between. During this, you're probably seeing like palpable changes in landscapes and things like that, though. I mean, it's, it's, it's oh yeah, yeah, a great way to it's, see it. Yeah, it's the best way to see the country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and also, it's not like I've just got my headphones in. I'm listening to podcasts and like really, yeah, yeah. Fuck. Um, Is that not a bit dangerous on the roads or? Uh, no, because it's like, they were like in air headphones, like yeah, pretty quiet. Yeah, yeah. Like if there's a truck coming, I'm still. What you're drilling the it. podcast? What sort of podcast were you listening to? Um, I was listening early episodes of the Brew, maybe. A yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Brew. Before it's astronomical rise. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was also listening to a lot of off menu. Oh yeah. Off nice. menu is that? It's James Acaster. Right? Yeah, yeah, fine, yeah, good. Yeah, That's meant to be quite funny, isn't it? It's yeah. It's sort of basically people going through uh, if they can have their perfect. Dinner, uh, like okay. what, what each bit of a perfect be. day. On yeah, exactly. Perfect <laughs> okay. exactly. I um, wonder where they got the idea. From. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice, nice. Okay, okay. So you you mentioned the keep out the boredom and the the actual landscape itself is kind of making yeah, sure that I there's going to be no. I, the whole process was so fun. Like eight hours on a bike, just when you're sat in England, that sounds pretty boring. Yeah. But like, yeah. Yeah, it's true. Like you like round a corner landscape. and this thing opens up and you're like, yeah, what the it's heck? like unreal weather. Like the whole thing is. Is it like m- jungle and mountains? Kind a lot of, of it. How yeah. I kind of would imagine it. A lot of like the backbone of um, of Vietnam is very like mountainous and jungly. Yeah. Um, and it's just like. Oh, so called mountains and jungle is something you don't well, necessarily what, think of. Then that's not what the Americans thought of as well. They yeah. just completely underestimated that. They exactly. had no idea what the landscape was going to be at all. Really? And then realised that, you know, the Viet Cong yeah. and everyone else knew it far better than they did. It made me realise actually from going there that, like, of it's, course they had no. Sh- like, I don't yeah, know how you fight a war in that. It was. Yeah, yeah like, really. It's so dense. And no so wonder they were like. Agent Orange, let's just get rid of the. If we can't, if we can't fight in the jungle. Let's just get rid of the jungle, kind of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Um, okay, nice. But even yeah, so even though those eight hours were pretty long stints, like it was still unreal. And then we basically get to this next city, put on the sat nav, head to a bar. Yeah. We go to a bar, um, like sit down, just enjoy, it, have have a beer, and then just find a random hotel there. Get an early night and then basically just do the same again. And are there any places that um, you would not have come across? Well, I mean, are there any kind of hidden gems of towns or cities that you came across on this that you would kind of strongly recommend to anyone that there would be no other reason to stumble across in a way if you weren't going through the trail or doing this? Um, I mean, we didn't because we we're basically just there for the night. We weren't fully like exploring these places, but. It was interesting because there were literally no other tourists in some of these places. Like, mm. didn't see one other white person like across yeah. the whole of these. And like, people found it so it was quite weird. People found it so funny us being there because <laughs> it was like the the main route of Vietnam is pretty along the coast, like from north to south. Yes, and because it's quite central, like people tourists don't really go there unless they're specifically driving a motorbike from one end to the other. Yeah, really. yeah, yeah. Um, so we'd be like walking into these restaurants and like order something and like obviously butcher the pronunciation probably what I'm trying to say like this Vietnamese dish yeah. and they're just like literally bursting out laughing <laughs> like thinking like what the hell is this yeah and is there is there you know conversations with people at this stage are they tricky is it kind of the language barrier between both of you or could you um, I mean yeah, was there a the, decent level of English in some towns and villages? In the cities, like the cities and, and yeah. like the tour guides, like when we after okay. they're better, but like a lot of 
the other people, it's no, they don't speak a word. Yeah, yeah. What's the language like? Is it unbelievably hard? It's really? all like. Um, is it based on similar to any sort of language that we would know? Or it's extremely of? tonal. Okay. As in you, and this was our problem because we'd try and pick up like the odd word that could be useful, but you say it in one slight way and you're talking about two completely different things. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it's kind of like Chinese, I guess, in that sense. But mm-hmm. apparently it's one of the hardest languages to learn properly because I think it's got way more tones than Chinese or Japanese. Yeah. Yes, okay. Okay, um, so you were you couldn't really so we try had no chance. Really. Even translate Google Translate was that quite beat or uh, I don't think it was particularly good. Like we'd occasionally try it with like for like a taxi driver or something and they wouldn't really like it wouldn't really it wouldn't really work. They wouldn't really yeah. bite. Yeah, okay, fair play. Like you said that you had a punctured tire at one stage. Was there any kind of fatal uh, crashes or, or at times in which you're kind of stranded at the side of the road? Or, yeah, surely as well. Having a motorbike doing a thousand miles, you're not having shit going wrong with it? That you've got These bikes are the most resilient things. Really? So they're proper. Japanese like, engineering. Like the Toyota Land Cruiser of bikes. Yeah, 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 yeah. You put sort of like sunflower oil in them and they'll run yeah, for a little just, bit. Yeah, they just keep going. Yeah. Um, and also, if anything breaks, because everyone in the country has these bikes, the parts to replace yeah, are actually okay. nothing. Yeah. Um, I mean, even if your engine fully blew, they you'd be able to get one of those pretty easily. Yeah. Uh, but we had, so we both had a punctured tire across the trip, and I had a broken, um, like, uh, mirror, like wing mirror. Okay. Um, yeah. And apart from that, they were completely mm. fine. Oh, that's pretty good. And just, yeah. How quickly, how quickly amongst it have you become gone from the novice to you're now essentially like an experienced sort of, you know, rider to some degree. Why it was surely after like a three, you know, three weeks, I'd be thinking like, here we go, yeah, easy. Um, it was at the end of that four day thing. I thought like I know exactly what I'm doing, but then it probably actually took another, another sort of week. Yeah, while I was like, where. Well, that's the most that's the most dangerous time when you think you you know yeah, exactly, what you're doing yeah, but you yeah. don't actually at yeah. least before you're being careful and shit it's when you get cocky and you've got to learn the hard way that you oh, actually don't know I've shit I've been in a car with Zach when he's been in the, of that mindset yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's so true holding on to the side I've quietened down a bit now <laughs> um, but I think like by the end it was getting to the point where like I wouldn't think when to change gear like when you're driving a car yeah. and yeah, like balance yeah. felt completely completely like mm-hmm. firm um so yeah i was i was definitely pretty like felt i mean i was doing eight hours days as well without coming off and feeling like good pretty yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. and um, as you're like passing you know certain things certain sites landscapes do you do any any stage did you just is it you know if someone needs a toilet break are you just going to stop there or is there something you might see in the two of you like oh we're gonna have to look, check that oh out yeah 100 yeah, yeah. it wasn't like a let's race across of it no, yeah 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 um like there was a waterfall that we went and stopped off and like swam out. There'd be nice. like a few points occasionally that what, like. What's the main religion out there? I was going to say. Were there like temples and um, castles and yeah, stuff like that? Yeah. So it's um, like I think Buddhism is I think is the main one. So were there like Buddhist temples and stuff? Um, and stuff? Yeah, there was. Yeah, weirdly, Buddhism. weirdly yeah. when I was in um, when I was in Thailand, we saw when I just was in Bangkok. There were tons there, but there were still there was, yeah, yeah. like actually I remember they did um we were there during this particular religious week. I I can't remember the name of it. Um but basically it's this week where everyone goes out onto the road and 
in like a big cauldron you basically burn stuff that you send up to your relatives who are up in heaven mm. yeah so you'd see people like so they've it's already hot enough and there are like thousands of fires on the street yeah, yeah, yeah. so you can imagine me just sort of dripping of sweat but people would have um like cardboard tvs and like fake money and stuff that they're just putting into this fire cause, and then they're sending up to their, their okay. relatives up in heaven yeah um, that's quite nice so that was yeah, that was definitely like a a, a buddhist influence for sure mm. okay nice and show you the, the point about you sweating there I'm, j- I'm just thinking like being on a bike in itself it's going to be quite like a yeah with the helmet on situation well. in yeah. vietnam oh my helmet in Viet- yeah i hadn't even thought about that what is it was it like a helmet as we think of it with a visor or was it just a bit of like one of those ones with like a peak on that you can sort of see out uh, no we had the visor ones but it wasn't like in england where you have the big ones that come under your chin mm, it yeah. wasn't that but it was like a full helmet with a visor well it just sort of came down okay. um yeah but that was mainly for so you felt i had it up a lot and was wearing sunglasses okay did um, you have to wear uh leathers and stuff or no? uh no no on that first four day tour we wore only like on friday nights <laughs> <laughs> we wore uh like knee protection you know when you like first try to go on a skateboard and yeah yeah, like yeah. Knee things. what but you didn't have see i the skin burns and stuff leathers for the padding as well i would think as well like you see but the boys in the angel yeah. they come in and they're like their jackets are obviously you know they're, they're built with fashion in mind, but they're obviously purpose built to be on a yeah, motorbike. 100%, you know, places yeah, yeah. here, bit of protection around the arse, you know. Mm, yeah. But I would not want to be wearing full length. No, 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 yeah. No way. 35 degrees. Were you sometimes wearing sort of shorts and a t shirt? Most of the time, shorts and a t shirt. If you came right. off, you'd be so beat. Yeah. The gravel gets. Because what? Yeah, nah, you'd been fine probably, but. Nah, you, you say you weren't. You, you did see the odd person who had done like the four day loop and then that was it. And they'd be walking around Hanoi and they'd like s- someone go to the pub in like a sling. And, yeah. like, <laughs> and you're just like, you did the hashtag loop, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> would, you would you say um, in terms of like quality over quantity was the loop more worthwhile? Or were they both kind of hard um, to compare between that and the Ho Chi Minh Trail? The, the loop, the landscape was like probably the best I've ever seen yeah. in the world. Um, so that was amazing, but there was something incredibly like liberating about like just me and Ferg doing it on our own, like all off our own back. Yeah. Like we go wherever we want. That was like that felt like the proper adventure. Whereas yeah. like the loop was almost like the yeah, prelude yeah, 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 yeah. to the full the like, adventure. Yeah, when we're trying trying to recreate like the Top Gear special, that was it. That was. Oh like, wait, sorry. I want some to of those roads are brilliant. Look yeah, at that. Jesus, curving look at that. down. How are you? How are you? Yeah, I think I've got a photo on that exact road. Actually, really? it, it might it might that be looks like a river or something. You know that does. It, this might be a stupid question because if it's just one trail and you're going in one direction, but is there any stages where you're kind of getting lost? You're, you're making a wrong turn. You've you know you're you're miles um, off the course yeah, that you need that's to a be. Good point. How are you doing this? Are you, yeah. are you, have you got open your phone? Is there a sign you? that just says like this is the Hoi Chi Minh Trail? Uh, no, so it. Ferg had because we deviate at points to go like into these towns or like mm. and it wasn't it wasn't literally all on this road but it was like you know if you're, going, the main up, thing if you're going up the A1 north yeah, you yeah, largely yeah. stick on it yeah um, but so on the front of these bikes there was like a phone holder and Ferg got like a cheap sim a Vietnamese sim and then we had Google Maps plugged in you weren't like taking a laissez-faire sort of you know 
the country will guide us to Ho Chi Minh sort of approach. No, yeah. well, we were aware it was a thousand kilometers away, and I didn't want to yeah. waste any <laughs> extra time yeah. going around in circles. When you finally, um, when you finally came to uh, Ho Chi Minh, what is that like as uh, as a city? I mean, driving into it was probably the most surreal experience of yeah, the time yeah, yeah. because it's it was almost like coming into London, but like way more mental so we were like an hour out and then it starts to, the traffic slowly starts to build okay um and then what time are you coming in uh, i think it was probably about five or six p.m okay um and then it literally the heavens just completely opened right. was it like monsoon season on the right uh, it was thing? just the rainy season was just about to start so we this was over august yeah and we sort of left early september and that's basically when the rainy season fully kicks into force. Yeah. Um, so for about 30 minutes, it was just just mental sort of biblical rain. And basically on the bikes, because like full waterproofs didn't really work because like you just got so much water going everywhere. Everyone wears these basically like giant <laughs> condoms effectively. You just put like one of those big ponchos, poncho yeah, 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 trousers yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you grab those out of the back of your bag, lob that on. Riding around looking like a Ziploc bag. Exactly, yeah. yeah. But then as soon as it stops raining, you're just sweating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like being in a greenhouse, pretty much. Yeah, nice. Um, so then, yeah, came into Ho Chi Minh, um, finally got to the hostel and handed the bikes back and Boom, straight to the bar, feet up. Really? Yeah. So Ho Chi Minh is must because formerly Saigon right correct which is Saigon. which is like big in the Vietnam War I mean the last chopper out of Saigon all exactly, that sort of stuff yeah, yeah. so relatively modern would be my guess because a lot of it got exactly, destroyed exactly surprisingly modern so yeah. Hanoi was pretty uh, as I expected Vietnam to be I'd say like no big skyscrapers more like old fashioned but just hustle and bustle yeah whereas I thought Ho Chi Minh initially was probably going to be something similar maybe a bit more modern but as we came in, there was like a full skyline. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And there are, like, I found out afterwards that there are like loads of sort of international corporations have offices there. Uh, it's like becoming more of an economic hub. Not so communist in, anymore, we might say, yeah. But I'm sorry. Not so communist anymore. <laughs> exactly, yeah. not so communist at all. Um, but yeah, so as I said, when I was actually there, the main stuff I did was sort of war orientated as it goes to the museum and the, the tunnels. Because that's the, that, I mean, that is the history of it that's, all, isn't yeah, it? That's yeah, that's the main, main sort of stuff to do there. Um, and then it was a bit of a rush. So how long were you there, there for? Like so I was only week? there for two nights. Two nights. At that point, like my visa was about to run out. Mm. And it, if you stay any longer, then you get fined. Yeah, yeah. So okay. I went back to Bangkok um, on the way to, to come back home. Fair play. Boom, bang. Yeah, what sick. an odyssey. Yeah, yeah. Say. Hey, that sounds crazy. I can't yeah. really do that now. I've always had it's such a cool way to do it as well because everyone loves a bit of traveling and sort yeah. of doing this stuff. And you hear of trails and stuff, but doing it on a motorbike, you know, you hear the Mongol rally and stuff. Yeah. Something that must be quite freeing, even compared to a car about a motorbike. Yeah. You there just is, go wherever you want. I, mean, th- there's, I don't think there's a better feeling than coming around a switchback up in. The with the visor up sunny's on exactly. just like nice looking and up. hot and you come round the switch back you over you drop down into second overtake your mate yeah, and you're yeah, just yeah. in the sun and that's, <laughs> really that's it that's I've a I've nice, I've nice peaked yeah. i've always had an inspiration to uh to own a vespa 
So yeah, uh, you've always maybe that will set me up. Yeah, but I thought I thought I recently I was thinking I've become too tall. It was like a kind of <laughs> Mr. Bean sketch with like my knees up on my fucking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so wait, know. so you thought about getting one of these Hondas when you came back? I've always thought a Honda would be so nice, um, like a red red Honda or something. Yeah, one of these Honda Cubs, which are like the ones from the 60s, which are yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. the now sort of uh, collectible, collectible ones. Yeah, vintage yeah. ones, I think would be awesome. But I still think they look so out of place yeah. in England because these bikes are actually pretty tiny and in Asia, that works because everyone's weaving past each other in these packed yeah. cities but I think you're just driving along like an A road on one yeah. in a, like as yeah. you said Mr Bean style uh, yeah. here in the UK though as well I feel like bikers like they want to make it clear that they are riding a bike do you know yeah. what I mean yeah. but I don't know how much that is like the mods and rockers and all that but like they love the culture and they want yeah. you to know as they like come in between two cars and are massive highly so, like, as, yeah, exactly. as someone who can drive obviously it there is nothing worse than a motorcyclist just like <laughs> i'm just as soon as i see a bike i'm just like become so aware of how exposed they are and yeah, i'm just like yeah, no, i would not want to do that at all but you've you've worked you've driven you've properly driven as well haven't you, you used to be like a waitrose livery driver yeah or something that's like that. true yeah I wasn't so you got your you got your you know the roads yeah he knows yeah. his roads yeah Big trucks, well, so you've got you've done the whole spectrum, the motorbikes all the I way up to the, the Waitrose delivery van. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, I could see good as such a Waitrose delivery guy. I guess, oh, could I, could I help you get your your bags I, in, man? The, the vans are not the one. Really? The vans no. are not the one. The, what, beat like, vans? We're just trying to negotiate someone's tiny drive in one of those is yeah, actually yeah. incredibly hard. Yeah. Especially when they're standing on the doorstep and you're about to get reverse into their flower bed. <laughs> and it's like, don't do that. <laughs> I'd quite like the van culture though. I could see, you know, passing another van on the street. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pulling up to a services, you yeah, know. Respect. Rest of the boys. Of respect. <laughs> you have to get the hype on. Yeah, you yeah, gotta yeah, yeah. yeah 100%. You see, I, I have a mate who's done the, um, he's gone round What's the one, the North Coast 500 in Scotland? Oh, yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, he's got a van and they've just converted the back. Not like a camp van or anything. I think it is a bit of a camp van, but it's not like a normal camp van or anything. Mm -hmm. They've converted it into like double bed in the back. That you oh, can that's chill awesome. In, yeah, like yeah. little like stove yeah. and shit. And they went and did that. It's quite cool. The North Coast 500 is on the to-do list this summer. On so the bike, do you think? Mm, no. One of my mates tried to cycle it uh, and failed. <laughs> yeah, that's a long way. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I think in the car. So yeah, that would definitely be cool. My my mates just got a um for his birthday. He got like a roof rack tent. That yeah, that's Ferg's got one of those. Really, yeah. they look pretty well, cool. What, a tent so that goes on top of your goes car, on your top of your car and it like folds down into cool. like just like a, a normal box, thing. Like you a cover it box. and then when you want to use it, you just open it up and it like opens up like like a triangle type yeah. thing and then you just like get into well, it. Had it. Got had a nice it. Bed, they've got, they've yeah. got like a well, his one's got like a. Built-in double mattress. Yeah, exactly. Like Super comfy. I've seen it. Over the the some of the Teslas got that now in the back. Probably. They can like turn into a bed. <laughs> yeah. uh, mate, this is, maybe this maybe be a bit of a five-star. This, this is the layman's. This is the layman's version. Without the AI. That's kind of a battery. Is that well. what you take on the North Coast 500? If uh, you were to do that. Yeah, but the car that he's got it on is like on an old Discovery, which yeah. is one eats petrol like there's no tomorrow yeah, yeah. and also that's the beauty of having one of these though you don't need a big car or anything necessarily you yeah, probably just yeah. have like a, a forester or something like that um all right nice well i think that's about an hour yeah 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 try I and keep it to an hour although we were saying it can be now now that we've now that this podcast studio has been opened up to us, we could do the some, some longer episodes. Yeah. Some proper the, Rogan three hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, well, thank you very much. I hope yeah, you enjoyed cheers, that. Cheers, good guy. Yeah, thank you for having me. Sorry about the live.
couldn't be couldn't yeah. be live. But, we um, will be recording in here yeah, at least I next week. And yeah, yeah for, I mean, listen out for us uh, throughout the time time whilst you're revising. Um, yeah. And uh, we'll have Felix playing us out here as we as we yeah say exactly go. I genuinely do go give if you look in our on on the gram. We follow our guests and we follow Felix. We follow Bastet. So go have a look, Bastet the Bastard. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's yeah. he's he's good guy. He's done his all, all the tunes and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So nice, nicely done. Okay, um, well. Okay, nice. Thank you very much. Well, cheers, good guy. Cheers for having me. Um, goodbye. Thanks for downloading this Purple Radio podcast. For more great content and to listen live, head to purpleradio.co.uk.